living in the comfort of the sacred heart. This reflection was given by Lourdes Pinto to the Love Crucified community on June 10, 2021. The Lord used Father Ron to, to bless this teaching tonight on the eve of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, to consume me so it is your fire of love that spreads to the hearts of my brothers and sisters, sons and daughters. I'd like to begin in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And I'd like to, to begin there because in those few sentences, it holds the mystery of the cross. So in verse 3 and 4, St. Paul begins by saying, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction. He begins with a prayer, a prayer of thanksgiving, a prayer of praise, a prayer of knowing the love of God. The love of God that came to comfort St. Paul in his afflictions. In my Bible, which is the Ignatius Bible, they use the word comfort and not the word encouragement. Other Bibles use the word encouragement. But for me, the word comfort was so important because when I think of comfort, I think immediately of all our faculties. Comfort to me has to include touch. Comfort is an embrace. Comfort is a gaze that penetrates you. Comfort touches the core of our being. And St. Paul knows this comfort. And it's so beautiful because tomorrow in the Feast of the Sacred Heart, the first reading is from Hosea chapter 11. And it says this, verses 1 through 4. He speaks about the comfort of God. It says, When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. The more I called them, the more they went from me. They kept sacrificing to the balls and burning incense to idols. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them up in my arms 
but they did not know that I healed them. I led them with cords of compassion, with the bands of love. And I became to them as one who raises an infant to his cheeks. And I bent down to them and fed them. This is so beautiful because in this reading from Hosea, it just brings to life the comfort of God. A God that raises up to his cheeks to kiss us and to allow him to be kissed by us. A God who feeds us. When Father Ron was praying over me, he said something about like being in the womb. And immediately I thought of the umbilical cord that the baby in the womb is united to its mother attached in with the umbilical cord. The baby is nourished. It's fed through this cord of love, of connection. And God the Father wants us to be connected to him like a child with its mother, with this umbilical cord. And it's so sad because it's the human condition in Hosea when he says, the more I called them, the more they went from me. They kept sacrificing to the balls and burning incense to idols. Isn't that the condition of the world, of us? That God loves us so much. And yet we have the tendency to move away. We have the tendency to doubt. We have the tendency to fear. We have the tendency to fall into anxiety. And I feel tonight that I'm, I'm speaking in my heart very strongly to my sons and daughters in Colombia. Because I know and I've heard from different men and women there of our community of how much so many of you are struggling. So I really want you to take these words tonight to your lives, to be a comfort for you. We'll continue now in 2 Corinthians, verse 5. St. Paul says, For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ, we share abundantly in comfort too. This one sentence holds the mystery of the cross, the mystery of divine love. St. Paul unites suffering with Christ and receiving his comfort. This is a contradiction to human understanding, to human intellect. Yet it is the mystery of divine love.
the mystery of the cross. In this one sentence, we enter the heart of the simple path to union with God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ, we share abundantly in comfort too. Let me give you an example. Let's go now a minute to our path, page 87. Look at what the Lord taught us, how it's one with the words of St. Paul. In number 29, the Lord said to us, the cross without my sacred heart is useless suffering brought about by sin. But suffering united to my cross is new life. It is participation in the work of redemption, which is participation in the life of the Trinity. These mysteries can be grasped only by a humble heart. Suffer all with perfect faith in my crucified love. The entire path that the Lord has given us unites suffering with him and being comforted by God by receiving the grace of joy, of peace. As we suffer everything with Christ, looking at him, we are comforted because we touch his love for us. As I spoke to a beautiful couple in Colombia today, and they said to me, Lourdes, no matter what you hear in the news, or even from other brothers and sisters of ours in Colombia, you can't fathom, you can't imagine how terrible what we're living here. They said to me, Lourdes, we're seeing Colombia fall like Venezuela. We're seeing more and more communism taking over. And my heart just was full of love for them. And these words from our Lord in St. Paul tonight have to be a comfort for all of us. And I encourage you, Jesus Christ on earth lived the Roman Empire. Jesus knows what it means to live under communism, under a government that was brutal, that was violent, under a a, a government where they could not speak anything. They did not have that freedom. They could be imprisoned, tortured, killed. So Jesus Christ knows, yet he continues living in that time. He continues his mission 
And we need to do the same thing. In page 96 of our path, in number 31, in the second paragraph, the Lord says to us, by allowing all suffering to draw you into my sufferings and sorrows, you will come to know love. My sacred heart is pure love. You were created for love. But how few, my little one, come to know love and enter the joy of living in love. You see, my family, St. Paul in 2 Corinthians, when he tells us, for as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. The comfort that St. Paul is speaking about is the joy and the peace of entering the sacred heart of Jesus through the cross of suffering as one with him. This is the comfort of comforts. This is the comfort that strengthens us to persevere. This is the comfort of the touch and the kiss of the Trinity. This is the comfort that will move us to die as one with Christ. It is not the comfort of the world. In the world, we're going to lose like St. Paul did his comforts. St. Paul was tortured. St. Paul experienced hunger. St. Paul was persecuted. St. Paul was rejected. And yet he's comforted by God because he suffered everything united to Christ. And this is what God has been promising us through the path. Let us continue. In 2 Corinthians, today, we read about the veil. In chapter 3 of 2 Corinthians, verse 12 through 18, St. Paul speaks beautifully about the veil. And beginning in verse 12, he says, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Not like Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the Israelites might not see the end of the fading splendor. But their minds were hardened. For to this day, when they read the Old Covenant, that same veil remains unlifted. Because only through Christ is it taken away. Yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their minds. But when a man turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. And then he goes on to say in verse 18, and we all with unveiled face, Beholding the glory of the Lord are being changed into his likeness from one degree of glory to another. 
Again, the teaching of St. Paul in 2 Corinthians is explained so beautifully in our path. How important in chapter 2, from the beginning, page 30, the Lord begins to teach us, speaking to us about the veils. In number 7, way at the beginning, Jesus is teaching us how to remove the veils from our hearts so that we can see the glory of God. The Lord is bringing to life the scriptures for us, my family. He doesn't want us to read St. Paul and say, oh, how beautiful. The path is meant as a way for us to live the scriptures deeply, profoundly, so that the Holy Spirit transforms us into the new men and women of the kingdom of God. So in number seven, the Lord teaches us, Mary immediately turns your gaze to my crucified love, but many cannot see me because their eyes are covered by the darkness of sin. See, it's the same thing St. Paul is telling the Corinthians. He's saying they're darkened, but so are we. Then the Lord continues in number seven and says to us, the planks of pride, self-love, vanity, and sins of all kinds are revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. It is here at my feet through the gift of repentance that you begin to see. Grace builds upon grace, but also each grace removes a veil that keeps the eyes of your soul from seeing the glory of God before you. And the darkness that keeps you from hearing the whisper of God within you. How beautiful. The whole path is our purification, removal, unveiling us. So we are naked before our Lord, inside and out, to see the glory of God before us. When you see with the eyes of the soul, even in the midst of what the world is living right now, even in the midst of this darkness, we're able to see the glory of God working in our lives and in the world. We're able to encounter the beauty of God in a flower, in a blade of grass, in an insect, in a bird. We're able to see the face of Christ in our brothers and sisters. We're able to feel the touch of God and the embrace of God when somebody embraces us. We know God just touched us. 
Jesus Christ is constantly revealing himself to us through others. Yet most of the time, we don't see the glory of God before us. Then if you go to page 43 in the path, I'm not going to read it all, but in page 43 and 44, it writes about the work of the path to penetrate the hardness of our heart. And it's really beautiful to to go back to these pages. As I was reading them and reflecting all the years that I've been living this path, I think more and more I realize how harsh my heart had become. A harshness that I did not see in myself. And it is love, the love of my brothers and sisters that I live close to, the love of so many of you in the community, in my accompaniments with you, your patience, your purity and tenderness, at times the humor that has opened my eyes and penetrated my heart to reveal my harshness. How beautiful the, how the sacred heart of Jesus Christ works in our lives to penetrate our darkness, but in the most sensitive and tender and loving way. And at times very direct also, but it's a direct boldness that penetrates us, but with love. And we're able to receive it. And we're reminded on page 44 that this gift of self-knowledge, which is the unveiling of the eyes of our soul to see and experience God deeply and profoundly, can be received or rejected by us. Self-knowledge always hurts. It's never easy to see our own brokenness, our own ugliness. And yet when we receive it and repent, then comes the fruit of this process, which is joy and peace, the comfort of God, the balm of God's love is what remains after this process of purification. How powerful is this? And I'd like to end with one sentence from 2 Corinthians in chapter 3, I mean chapter 2, which St. Paul says, well, I'm going to give you two verses, 14 and 15. St. Paul tells us, But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumph and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God. Memorize those words. 
We are the aroma, the fragrance of Christ to God. This is what Jesus teaches us in the path. On page 81, verse 27, look at how beautiful. This was from our Blessed Mother, how she taught us about the fragrance of Christ. I'm not going to read all of it, so you can go back and ponder. But I'm just going to read some sentences. First, Mary says, Humility is the rose of pure fragrance that delights the heart of the Father. Then she goes on to say, Humility is clothed in the precious blood of my Son. Its pure fragrance is love in suffering. Its beauty is love crucified. And then at the bottom, she says, all its petals have blossomed from the purity of the sacred heart of Jesus. In the line before that, she mentions all the virtues, many of the virtues. And that's what our path does. It clothes us in the virtues of Jesus Christ himself so that we can live the words of St. Paul to the Corinthians. We become the aroma of Christ to the Father. How beautiful to enter the feast of the sacred heart tomorrow as a bouquet of flowers of love crucified, mothers and missionaries of the cross, a beautiful bouquet of all different types of flowers and colors, but all with the aroma of the beauty of Christ as a gift to the Father. Ponder this. Let it be your smile all day long. Let it be your prayer that more and more we allow ourselves to be transformed into the beauty of the sacred heart of Jesus for the glory of God and the salvation of souls. Amen. For more information on the path to union with God, please visit the Love Crucified Community website at www.lovecrucified.com. God bless you.